Welcome, welcome, welcome to TikToking. I'm your host, Kevin Hughes. And ladies and gentlemen, she is back. Whitney Blues is back on the show today because we have a little uh, surprise we want to share with everybody. So we get to talking about that. And it was really fun catching up and, and allowing all my audience to hear what Whitney's been up to since the last time I spoke to her. So this was a really fun episode. And it's so cool that uh, I've gotten to know Whitney so well. And she's such a great friend. And it's she's just such a blast. And uh, you guys are going to absolutely love this. I'm not going to lie. So without further ado, here's Whitney Blues right here on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. TikToking. TikToking. Where creators come to play. TikToking. TikToking. Find out what they have to say. TikToking. TikToking. Fascinating interviews. TikToking. TikToking. TikToking with Kevin Hughes. What's up, Whitney? Hi, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm like in an awkward position because all my stuff is in the living room right now and I'm good. <laughs> You're fine. It's it's crazy because uh, we actually have been working together quite a bit lately and I haven't really shared it on this podcast, so I wanted to have you back on and let my audience know that we have another podcast that just released as of last week. We do. The Truth or Bear podcast. It's out now. Yeah. Do you want to tell everybody what, what our podcast is about? I mean, it's funny because my friend's like, what's your podcast about? And I'm like, I we're just having conversations. Um, our, basically, we're having some guests talking about like my line of work and their line of work. Like I... I because I'm a, I'm a sex worker. Um, I do OnlyFans and I make content and sell items to people just kind of like, and I do video chats and stuff like that. So we're going to talk to people who have jobs similar to mine, as well as girls who have work in sex work, but like, it's not necessarily something I've done before. Yeah. And I think we're also going to expand on that. Like it's not only going to be sex workers, you know, it's just, right. be, we're kind of going in the direction of I think just people with good stories that want to participate and maybe talk about life experiences that they've had, whether it be sexual or not. Uh, right. And it's been, so I kind of know what's been going on with you these last, I guess it's been like 10 months, I think, since I had you on the show last, something like that. Last time we spoke on my show, you were in Costa Rica okay. and a lot has changed since then. Can you kind of update everybody on what's been going on and how your, I guess, trip was and, you know, just kind of everything going on with Whitney right now? Yeah, I'm back in Southern California. Um, my parents got remarried. A lot of things happened since I got back from Costa Rica. Um, I just, I kind of, I, I had to like deal with a bunch of crazy stuff with my own house because I, I had a lot of trouble with my renters. So I dealt with that. Then my parents got married. And then I went to Europe for a few weeks, like three weeks, almost a month, um, to see friends and just explore. That was amazing. And then I came home and renovated my whole apartment, which was a huge project that I did by myself. 
and and very you know adamantly so like refused any help um and that almost killed me and <laughs> and then I'm like what else happened I just everything's going really good and then we started our project of the podcast I feel like I'm just kind of knocking some stuff off my list I started my random bakery business I mean I guess I should say this is about TikTok right your podcast so since my my TikTok has been I've had two or three deleted in this time span since we spoke last, I mm -hmm. think I'm on account number nine now. Um, so please go follow Professor Dot Whitney. That's my name now. Oh, you're back <laughs> on it. Yeah, I'm back on it. We also have um, Truth or Bear podcast has a TikTok as well. All mm -hmm. one word. I didn't realize that uh, you had gotten your account back. I didn't get my account back. Oh, okay. So I thought I started a new account. Oh. I'm saying I've had I've had multiple. I mean, like. The Whitney Blues, Whitney mm -hmm. Dot Blues. Whitney Dot Blues got taken by um, like a hacker. And then he's trying to extort money from me to give it back to him. And he's messaging all my followers with my TikTok and um, get trying to get people to speak to him on WhatsApp. And then he tries to send them money and have them send it back to him in Bitcoin. What the fuck? Yeah. And he has control of my account. It has twenty. That account has twenty two thousand followers, and there's nothing I can do about it. I've written, to, I've sent screenshots of all our messages to TikTok and said, like, "Hey, this guy is holding my account," you know, and saying that like if I give him money, he'll give it back to me. But in the meantime, he's using it to message people, and people are my followers are sending me screenshots, being like, "Is this you?" And I'm like, "No, it's not me." Um, so that account is basically a loss. And then I started Professor blues which i had that was the one that had the coaching stuff on it and the the piss bread you know tiktoks and that one got banned as well and now i'm on to professor dot whitney okay so the the difference is the the dot then uh i was professor blues and now mm. i'm professor with a dot and then it's whitney oh whitney okay so, yeah yeah because i, yeah, I remember like the professor part that's why i thought you got your account back no that account is gone Damn. So yeah. how are you doing with this new account? Because I don't, I don't think we've added each Poorly. other on that one. Poorly? It's not going well. I mean, I used that account to report this person. And so mm -hmm. I sent screenshots of our conversations and, and where he's trying to get me to pay him. And I reported my my previous account. But I feel like with TikTok, if you report people, oh my God, if you report people, um, you kind of flag yourself in the process. Mm. If that makes sense. Like I noticed because I'd started the account and I was getting quite a bit of views off my, my posts. And then after I reported my own old account, trying to get it back, I noticed that my view counts went down below a hundred. I wonder why that, I wonder why they do that. They fucking hate me. <laughs> well, I don't think it's, it's only, they're not like pinpointing like, look, we're after Whitney blues. Like let's, uh, I mean, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if they do that to every single person that reports another individual. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the people who do the reporting are the people who are not actually even posting anyways. True. You know, it's like lurkers who report. I was try I'm just trying to get it back. I feel very frustrated with TikTok. Like I I every time I get kicked off there, it's harder for me to go back, although I do gr grow quickly usually. Mm -hmm. And that can be encouraging. I don't know. I feel like TikTok is drug drug use. Like, like I get super high from 2 million views. Like, I really do. I can't, I'm not going to lie. 
And then I get dropped the fuck down by having like my whole account deleted. After anything is very successful for me where like I'll gain a lot of followers quickly, pretty much that account's going to get deleted. And it's just like, it's weird because you, you get these highs and these immense lows right after and it's just frustrating. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten an account deleted, but like I feel like I, I was getting that same high. I was getting tons of views, followers, yeah. and then all of a sudden, I don't know what it is but like my views went like down a ton like i was getting in the millions and the hundred thousands and then it went to the thousands and now i'm like just in the hundreds but i still have like a large following but i don't i don't i don't know and then some videos will do great i'll get like within like a couple hours i'll have over like five thousand views or whatever it is but then other videos like i just it doesn't go anywhere and i don't understand i don't know if that's like a what they call shadow banning or I don't know what it is. I don't is. see why anything of yours would be shadow banned though. I feel like I look through your profile and it's pretty PG. Like, yeah, I mean, I cuss and stuff, but I mean, and I like reference sex and stuff like that, but like in a fun way, like it's more of like a right. acting movie scene type deal. But. I just, yes. I just see so much stuff on there that it blows my mind that I'm ever even flagged or in trouble when when some of the things I see exist, you know, and I can't really pinpoint what it is that's getting me in so much trouble. I'm like I've taken the external links off. I've stopped, um, you know, like my Instagram isn't even attached to my, well, the one that got hacked fucking is, but you know, like things like that. Like I no longer use all those tools cause I don't want to alert them to who, like what I actually do. Like I don't mm-hmm. want them to know about, I want OnlyFans to be so separate from TikTok, and they always figure it out. I'll never understand it. I'm, I've never been up until TikTok. I've always had social media, but I've never really been like a, like looking to become famous or it's always been right. like family and friends and then TikTok and then this podcast came along. So I'm now just kind of learning all the ins and outs on how to grow and, and all that yeah. crazy shit. Cause I grew by accident, you know, like I posted a video and then boom, it just blew up. And then all of a sudden I had all these followers and, that was brand new to me. You know, that wasn't something that I was used to. I definitely had that experience as well. Like I think I mentioned on on your, the first episode I was on with you, I said like how I, I was like painting rocks (laughs) and then ended up getting really popular and was like, holy shit, this is a tool I can use. So then I like created a business for myself by being like, okay, what can I sell? Which is me. Mm -hmm. Um, but my personal social medias prior to this, like my, personal Instagram has less than 800 followers, you know? And I used to look at accounts that had 5k or more, like, hold, they're so famous. (laughs) And now I like, am mad that my account hasn't grown to 20,000. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is taking so long? Right. But yeah. With your other account, when you were making rocks, I know that like you use your real name, Mm -hmm. but have you ever thought about just changing that the name of that account and using it still? Cause you had like, you said you had like 2 million followers on there, right? They were children, but still, I mean, you could still earn something from that. I, I deleted mean, that account two oh. years ago. How come? I, because I didn't want uh, those videos floating around with all these views. And it's like the account was literally my whole name, <laughs> but you could have <laughs> like, changed the name, right? It does. I mean, it was like, it's one of those things like, no, I didn't want it there. It was linked to articles in the newspaper and like other stuff. I was just like, no. Oh, okay. I just, I felt like it would be really simple to figure out more. Like I do keep it. I try to keep it vague 
about like where I live. That's why I usually say Southern California, mm-hmm. things like that. Like I don't, I don't like to pinpoint exactly where I am to people. So I'll take out what I, what I said. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. Cause like, I feel with that large of an account, even if it was based on something different, kind of like how I have my account. And then if I wanted to do an account that was, uh, for my podcast or whatever the case, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's two separate things and you can always change the name. I just thought, cause with that many like views and followers, you'd probably get paid decent money to do that. You know, I wasn't making any money from it when I did it. Like they I was making a lot of, I was getting commissions off of this and doing a lot of art. But the thing is, is that I don't want to fucking do art for a living like at all. Right. <laughs> like that's the kind of thing that you have to be consistently creating I began, like, at first it was a pet project for me. It was so fun. And then as soon as I started to get popular with it and have followers, I immediately felt pressure and overwhelmed. And then, like, the creative juices kind of stopped flowing and the rocks that I was making weren't as good, I thought, you know, things like that. And it's just, like, I knew right then, like, okay, I'm on to something with this, like, social media. But what I'm not on to is the, the platform, like, not the platform, like, the format of what I'm creating is not my type of thing. Like, I'm like, I need something different. And I really wanted to turn it more into like some comedy and then just like thirst trap it pretty heavily. You know? Yeah. And that was, has turned out to me. It doesn't stress me out. It doesn't overwhelm me. Whereas like I can do art as Whitney blues whenever I want, you know, and start doing that a little bit for fun, but I'm not going to ever put pressure on art as being my, um, my income again. And I did that for years and it's really difficult. Yeah. That makes sense. Now, with our podcast, I'm curious. So we're talking through my, like, solo show right now, and I'm sure my listeners are curious. So I'm used to, up until working with you, I was pretty much used to just working by myself, coming up with everything, hosting the show by myself. So I'm curious, uh, honest truth, like, how how has it been working with me? I think it's been fine. I mean, you're pretty... You're easy to work with. You're you're usually on time. Today you weren't, but that's okay. I'm very flexible. Um, I think that, you know, we both bring something to the table. Like one of the reasons that I was so hesitant about doing a podcast, like I've always wanted to, but I was like, I need somebody who can edit it. And I really just don't have that time. I'm like, I don't even have that much time to put into the social media, but I can use my own too to promote it since I'm doing the whole thing as Whitney Blues anyway. Um, so I was kind of like, I can bring this, which is the guests and, you know, the social media aspect, if you can do the other half. So like, I think working with you, it's a good partnership. We both bring our parts to the table and we do our jobs. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you're really easy to work with. Like I, I had no issues, I guess, with the transition. I thought at first I was like, man, this might be a little difficult, like basically sharing the, interviewer part of right. things you know but i uh, mean i kind of feel like you are the interviewer though i don't know doing the editing and listening to our show like you have a pretty good and solid level with interacting with the guests and i think a lot of it has to do with so far our guests have all been present with you in your room you right. know wherever yeah. you are so that brings something to the table um And I think like, yeah, I asked some questions, but you're really good with follow-up questions or even questions of your own. I think you've been great. 
I thank you. Um, I I think that it's like a little of of both. Like you, you have great questions, but then I'm, it's like I'm answering almost the question too sometimes if it applies to me. Like, and that's what the fun is. I know I was listening to our episode too, and I, I'm usually pretty stoned. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, (laughs) what a giggle fest. Like I cannot keep my shit together at all at the end of that episode. It's a little ridiculous, but I think it's fun. You know, laughter makes people laugh, right? Yeah, and well, it helps when you have a really good laugh too. Like there are some people's like some people have like that oh. contagious laugh, and you have, I have that. A I mean, that's a good thing. <laughs> I had some friends over last night. We watched the Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie that's on Netflix, oh, and yeah. I don't think we even heard a single word that the TV said. We were yelling the whole time, but cackle laughing. And my friends are like, "We love watching movies with you." <laughs> yeah, and that's what that's what I'm saying. Like my laugh is like I'm either pretty silent or like. I have just like this small app. So there's like not much. So it's funny when I'm editing and we've actually gotten some feedback. People don't realize if I'm even, I guess, present in what's going on because, (laughs) because, you know, if you're watching, you can see it, but like listening, like you just don't hear me laugh as loudly or I just don't have that contagious laugh like you do. Um, And it brings a lot to the show. It honestly does. And it adds the character. I'm kind of the, the monotoned, professional, ignorant guy on the show, and and you're the one with the experience and the more outgoing and fun and laughter and and, and it it really the combination between the two really provides like a, a pretty awesome show. I'm pretty excited about it. Thank you. I am too. I feel excited. I I really enjoyed. It's one of those things. Like, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't listen to episodes that I'm on typically of people's podcasts. Like I have always kind of overthought the way I'm perceived or like what I say. And I'm just like, when I'm in it and I'm saying it and nothing was red flagged, then good. And I never go back and listen. And like, this is nothing against the hosts of any shows I've been on. Cause I've been on quite a few. It's just my method. And I actually was thinking today, I'm like, I wonder if Sadie's going to listen to it. Cause like I wouldn't, if I was her. And now that we're the hosts, I listen to each episode at least before. But like when you did the edit and sent it back, like I'll be honest, I didn't listen to it a second time because I was like, I'm not fucking listening to myself again because I'm just going to find more shit I don't like. So I'm just going to trust my gut with my first like, hey, cut that out. Like I was walking today and there's this part in the episode that came out today and I'm talking about this, the language barrier between people texting me. And I'm saying how they are writing in their shitty English. And then it, that like that line is bothering me that I said that. And what I mean is like that their English is poor because they don't, it's not their first language, if at all. They're typically maybe using Google Translate. And so it's coming over in these weird ways. Like someone said I was, this, I looked like a cigarette, you know. <laughs> and, but I'm like, do I sound like a bitch for saying they're shitty English? But my, I have shitty Spanish, like, and, and I'm like, don't overthink it. So that is something I'm learning to be okay with is like hearing my own self on a podcast, but it's, it's, it's different. See, I think that's very common in all entertainment art forms. So I've talked to, and I've listened to a lot of actors and musicians and a lot of these actors don't even watch the stuff that they're on. Like they're like, Oh, I've never seen my movie. Like, I think a lot of people, including myself, even with this podcast, if I wasn't the one editing it, editing it and having to listen to it, I probably never would because I'm so judgmental. I'm like, man, I sound stupid or God, exactly. I, I, yeah. And so I think what it's, it's not very uncommon for that, you know, what you're going through. Cause I'm the same way. If, if, yeah. 
I think it's very, I think people are just very insecure about some of the things because they notice themselves more than anybody else will. Right. And people are probably not going to take away from this podcast that I, you know, worded something a certain way. Exactly. You know, especially if they know me as a, a little bit overall, they're like, she's not talking shit about people who don't speak good English. She's just saying like, this message comes across weird. Right. One of my favorite parts of our podcast is we have this segment called Whitney's Crazy DMs. You basically, you get messages from people nonstop and that's your biggest, like that. that's kind of what people are attracted to on your social media accounts. You know, they love hearing it and they love like being able to message you whatever and you'll respond back with, you know, your, your funny, uh, you know, answers or whatever it is. But some of the stuff that you read on our show it's just, it's so fucking entertaining. I think we could literally make the whole podcast about your DMs <laughs> if we wanted to. And, Honestly, and it's, we can just do like a special episode where it's just, maybe that'll be our Christmas special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe some, uh, ho- you get some holiday like DMs. I could send out um, and be like, send me your best <laughs> holiday pickup line or something and see what people send me. Yeah. It's one of my favorite parts though, because I love hearing. I don't get crazy shit like that. And I think, honestly, I think it's women who tend to get DMs from guys that are more on like the, like the perverted side of things or just like trying to, I don't know if they're trying to make up some cheesy one liners to help them get whatever they're after or whatever. But it's so funny to me, like some of the stuff, the requests that you get or some of the, (laughs) the, I guess, answers from people or questions from people that are just so out of place. Like, I don't, I don't think I could ever just message someone. Some of the things that you get, like, like the one you had that was read on, I think our first episode or it's the second episode that came out today. It says, I just want to eat come out of your ass. That was the like, first episode. It was. okay, <laughs> And I'm just, I like, think so. I don't, I mean, man, no, it was episode two. Cause I was like, who's come? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then we joke about whether or not he knows my ass doesn't come itself. Um, I mean, I feel like I, I said, I don't want to like say the same thing I said on our podcast, but I think I encourage it a bit, you know, yeah. by posting it so often. And so not only that, but I also make custom videos for people and do like all these custom requests. Like I, and I do video chatting one-on-one. So people do send like crazy stuff. Maybe in, in I'll like pick out a line of what they said and post that and maybe not in the context of what we're talking about even like because it is just so ridiculous. But like um, that definitely happens too. where people are like like I have a guy right now. He he wants me to make a video where I'm a giantess. So it, the camera angle is going to be like on the ground and I'm going to be like stepping over the camera and he wants me to like discover his tiny miniature self on the ground. And then I'm supposed to like lean down and notice that he's naked and then um, give him a, a, this is like a request video. He wants me to jerk him off with my toes and like, <laughs> like, but I so with like this pretend miniature person. I'm like, how's that's not very, if I'm jerking off with your toes, you're not that small. Cause I was thinking he was like this big. Cause I'm like, right. my toes are just fucking crush you. Um, so yeah, you know, like that's something. And then like maybe I'll just like pick out a line of that and post it in my story, but yeah. I'm not going to lie, like that's pretty cool like business. Like I'm like it, it yeah. I almost wish like I'd get crazy requests like that because you get to 
you get to fulfill other people's fantasies, but you also get to like have fun with it and make believe yourself and. It is fun. And yeah. some of it's just really easy too. Like I've done, I do foot videos a lot with, for people. And like, sometimes I just want someone to like doodle on the bottoms of your feet, like on camera, you know, things like that. And like, there's nothing really sexual about it. Just super easy. I'm just like sitting in my living room, smoking joints, like, and my neighbor's drawn on my feet. And like, <laughs> that's a hundred bucks. <laughs> it was, I'm like, do you have five minutes? <laughs> cool. Oh, you have your neighbor Done. come over and do it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Cause I'm like, Hey, I can't draw on my own feet. Like okay. he like they they'll be specific if they want you to do something or have someone do it to you or whatever. People want literally pay me to have people tickle me. Really? I don't, like, yeah, it's, tickling is tough though because you can't fake it. I can't fake tickling. Right. I can't really fake anything to be honest. I'm not an actress. I I can do like a couple voices. It's about it. I'm not legit. You know. So like. If I if the pressure's on and there's a camera on and I'm supposed to be like <laughs> you know giggling, <laughs> I, I typically it's not gonna make me tickle. Like, I, it's not gonna work. And that's what I was gonna maybe ask. if I was drunk. And that's what I was gonna ask. Like, are you ticklish? I get yeah, I'm very ticklish. If oh. if it's the right person, mm-hmm. if someone who I am not into, like, do not I just do not try to tickle me, folks. Don't do it. <laughs> um, I don't suggest it. I'm not into touching very much. Believe it or not, I make porn, but uh, I'm not a very touchy feely person. Oh, so okay. if you're, yeah. So like if you were a friend and you thought it would be a good idea to tickle me, that's a bad idea. That I did not Keep know. Keep your hands about to you. yourself. Yeah. Don't touch me. So like when you see people, like say when we meet in person, like if I go in for a hug, is that kind of like a, uh, no, 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 we can have a hug. Gotcha. Okay. We can have a, like I, I'll initiate the hugs. How about that? that <laughs> like, no, that I, makes sense. I'm just, I, I just am not like a very hands-on. I mean, I say this if I'm drinking, I can be, but I was best friends with a girl for like ten years, and she and I used to marvel about how we never, we never hugged each other. Hmm. We like didn't touch each other at all <laughs> in our whole friendship. I'm like, it's probably what went wrong there, but that is very interesting that. I mean, in the line of work that you do, that you're not a, a touchy-feely person. That, I mean, no, hmm. unless I'm into someone, and then I and then I am very much. But okay. it takes a lot, and with my friends, I'm just not a very touchy person. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask: is when you make content with someone, basically, you haven't known very long. Is it pretty hard to get yourself to be okay with with him? Just basically putting it all on you and no attractions attraction okay like if i'm into someone it's on like and especially like i never go into making content with someone without the mood of making content with someone i'm not gonna go and be like all right psych myself up to fuck this guy like no (laughs) i never i always go into it being like i'm in the mood to do this if i'm not i'll cancel and i there have been i've canceled on so many people and some people i've canceled on multiple times and they're probably like listening right now saying, yeah, you fucking bitch. Um, but I will cancel if I'm not in the mood, I just won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, So I'm not going to give a good product anyway. Like no one wants to watch you not enjoying yourself having sex. Yeah, that is true. And it's kind of funny because I'm, I grew up in a household where with my parents, I love you was not a thing that was said. Hugs were not a thing that was done. And it's Mm -hmm. not because we didn't love each other and it's not because we didn't want to hug. It just wasn't a thing. We just knew in our minds that, yeah, you know, she know my mom knows that I love her or 
vice versa. But now as an adult with children, like I'm very, like I tell my kids, I love them a hundred times a day. Like honestly, like, yeah. and, and I, I'm always giving hugs to my kids and like, it's just completely different. And even with friendships, like I'm very big on when I go see a friend, like first thing we do is hug. Like my, my, yeah. my guy friends, my girlfriends, like all of us, we just, that's just how that's we nice. greet each other. You know, it's I'm just, working on it. Yeah. And then that's okay. I just, for me, I don't know why not having that as a child has not like resonated with me as an adult. Like I, I want to um, do that now. You know what I mean? Because it was a missing for you. Probably you didn't realize, you know, you, you somewhere in your subconscious, you knew that you wanted to be a different version of a parent than that. Yeah, I guess so. You know? Yeah. I guess Cause so. my parents were both raised in very unloving, you know, both of my parents had like more than seven siblings or at least seven siblings. And I might be wrong. Harry think had six. So, you know, and they were raised like by nuns and went to Catholic school and just like got beat. And there was not a lot of like, I love you's going on. Whereas my family growing up, it was very like kiss and hug when you greet. I love you. Things like that. My parents, like I have a very close relationship with them. And like, because I left home and I was so young, and I lived 3,000 miles away from my parents. I would only see them once a year for the last about, you know, for the last 15 years. And then only in the last two did Harry move here. And I had to get re-acclimated to so many hugs because now I'm seeing him like three times a week. And it's this whole greeting every time. And at first it was like a little overwhelming for me because I hadn't lived near my parents since I was 16. And... um, But now I, I enjoy it. I'm glad. And so with them, I'm very physically affectionate. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of people say basically the way you were brought up is the way you will, I guess, kind of be when you are an adult. With me, it's been the opposite. Like I was saying the whole hugging thing, but also, you know, my dad with his drinking issue, like a lot of people will actually become heavy drinkers because their parents are heavy drinkers. I'm not a very heavy drinker. Like I, I yeah. social drink and it's very rare. Just because I like I don't I don't go out as often because I'm so busy with other things. But when I see you friends, you know, we'll have a couple drinks. But you know, I'm not drinking every single night by myself like my dad did. My parents yeah. were smokers, which my mom quit smoking now, thank God. But they were smokers as and when I was growing up in that household, and I couldn't like because of that. Like I can't even stand the smell of smoke. I will not smoke a cigarette ever. I feel like that of the few friends I had growing up whose parents were chain smokers, they like have never had a cigarette in their lives. Yeah. My parents didn't smoke cigarettes and then they also, but my parents were like hippies. So when I started smoking at like 12, they were like, just do it outside, you know? And it kind of like, I'm not faulting them that they were definitely like probably too, I think they had, I will say this, they had kind of given up. By the time I got into my teenage years, both my older brothers had been giving them hell already for like three plus years. So by the time I got to that, my parents were like, if you want to smoke cigarettes, just go outside. If you're going to smoke weed, just go outside. <laughs> um, and if you guys are going to get drunk, give us the keys, like your, your, your friends that are older, because I hung out with older kids. And like, I had kind of no rules. And so I, I just got into everything. Yeah. I'll admit when I was a teenager, I took a drag of a cigarette, but I puked like literally, <laughs> I, I literally threw up after having that. And then I was like, yep, definitely. Nicotine will fuck you up the first time. Yeah. It, well, it gives so, you like lightheaded and we, yeah. So it's weird. I so remember that. I chewed like 
I live in a, like a small kind of country town where it was back then. It's, it's a lot larger now, but chewing was a big thing. And so I tried it and, and I never puked off of, off of chewing. And then I ended up Oof. chewing for many, many years, but I, I've actually, it's almost five years now that I haven't chewed tobacco, which Good is awesome. You. Yeah. I, and I have to give up the vape pens. Yeah. I was wondering about vape pens. Like I've never vaped, but. What kind of effect? Is it addictive like a, a cigarette would be, like tobacco? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so when I went to Europe, I started smoking again. So when I was in, <laughs> when I was in Costa Rica, I was smoking. And then I came back to the States. I quit. And, um, I, like, the first minute I got to Europe, I bought cigarettes, like, mm. immediately. And everyone smoked. And I was there for three, over, you know, however long it was, three weeks. And uh, when I came back, I switched to vape. Cause I was like, cigarettes smell like shit. My neighbors upstairs are probably so annoyed. Um, and then I meant to quick kick this habit and I'm like on pen number three or something. So when I, didn't I gotta know stop. They're banning them. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I think I, as of the first of the year, like, so I was kind of just like, and then my brain is like, well, then we'll just stop when they get banned. Like, why don't I just stop now? Well, and that was the thing too, with me with chewing, like, People would tell me to quit all the time. But for me, I have to be ready to do something. Like, people can't force me to do 100%. something. And so, like, I was like, oh, I'll do it when I'm ready. And no one believed me, you know. I My kids were even yeah. like, Dad, will you quit chewing? I'm like, yeah, I will when I'm ready. And then Did literally. spit cups everywhere? Um, Is it no, like that? It wasn't. No, no. It wasn't like okay. so. I never chewed. Well, when I was younger, I guess before they were around, like, the grainy stuff was never really my kick. I always chewed you the You did pouches. like the bags. Yeah. Okay. So that way it wasn't yeah. all over my mouth and nasty. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I worked in a bar for so many years and like, I forget what, I forget what we did, but there was like a signal that you would do to the beer can because people would use a beer bottle. Right. And then like we were, would recycle and then I'd go to like dump out the rest and it would be like someone's disgusting chew and now it's in the sink and now I have to clean out the fucking sink. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so gross. It's like all loogies. Ooh. Yeah. And like, so we used to give people a cup with a napkin and be like, this is mm -hmm. your spitter instead. Cause I'm like, don't fucking use bottles. Yep. And that's what I would do. Like if I was out and I would have one, like at a bar, I would say, oh, could I get a spitter? And they would just bring me the clear cup with the napkin in it. And I would throw it, it away myself. Clear. Yeah. I would never. Like, leave it for them to clean up. You know what I mean? I've definitely accidentally drank a spitter before Ooh. in my life. Oh, yeah. At, like, yeah. a party. Yeah, that's gnarly. I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The night was over. It, it is. It's a disgusting habit. Like, it's. it really is. I, I didn't have all the grainy shit in there because, like I said, I chewed pouches. But you could definitely, it still had, like, a little bit of a yellowish color. But it wasn't, mm -hmm. like, nasty brown. But anyway, yeah, it was, it was, it was just one of those things. I was like, finally one day I had my last pouch in the can. I was like, you know what? I'm done. And, and I always wondered, like, I never felt like I had an addictive personality because I felt like I could have quit anytime I wanted to. And that was definitely proof of that because right. I, and I never even had like the one, like I never even wanted another one. It just, once I was done. It, it was it. It was, it was, it was, I never went through like any withdrawals or anything like that. I feel like I'm that way too. Like when I, if I'm like, okay, I'm going to not drink for 30 days. Like then I just don't. Um, and whenever I've quit smoking in the past, the times that I like really quit, I was like, I'm really quitting. And then yeah. I just do it. And that's that. That's how I quit doing drugs too. Like I just like flushed my drugs down the toilet. This is 17, 18 years ago. I'm like never 
to crystal meth again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so good. And, yeah. and I always, I guess, in my mind, I'm like, how do people, how how are people not able to just put something down and not, never do it again? Because I could literally it's do really, that. I mean, technically anybody could, but it's fucking hard. Like, and like I can say that I definitely was like, th- I've gone wishy-washy into quitting and not quit on things before. But like I knew in the back of my mind, I wasn't really quitting. Okay. Because I went into it wishy-washy, you know? So, like, have I succeeded and also failed? Yeah, like, I don't know. Even now, I'm, like, I'm smoking again. So, what the fuck am I saying? Like, I always thought you those pins that you were using. I thought they were, like, the THC pins. So, this one's a weed. I have both. So, I'm always, like, there's always something going on over here. But, yeah, this one's weed. Okay. Um, And, and then I also have the nicotine ones. But I got to, I'm going to stop. Okay. With them. Well, not now, with the weed. Now that I talk to you pretty much daily, I'll I'll uh I'll keep putting you in check every time I watch you do it. Okay. <laughs> I'll Ask try to help it. you. I, it is it is one of those things, and I'm like planning a trip. That's what I, whenever I travel, I just want to smoke. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, being in some place like Europe, like you said earlier, everyone does it out there. So yeah, it, you know, it's kind of like in a way fitting in, but also being a part of the experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like one of the reasons I don't smoke is because it's like shameful. I mean, it will fucking kill you, but like, so will everything. Um, It's part of the reason is that in the U.S. it's like looked down upon. Like the smokers are like the outcast, gross people. They smell bad. They're all like sent to this like, you know, far away or cold place to do their naughty thing, you know, like. It's not, it's like frowned upon here. Whereas in Europe, everybody is like sitting in a cafe in France, like smoking and having a glass of wine at two in the afternoon. And like, you're fucking cool if you do that. So it's definitely, I'm not saying I'm like doing it because the cool kids do, but it's just not looked at like this horrible thing. It's so leisurely. And I am a very leisurely person. Yeah. And I always, I guess I picture, so I've been to, I've been to Germany, but like I haven't been like in a lot of places in Europe, but Mm -hmm. I, I guess I always envision Europeans smoking those really long, skinny cigarettes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't notice that. Okay. I did not. They like just almost, smoked regular cigarettes, but they, they but they smoked. Yeah. You like Corella de noticed, <laughs> You yes, know what I'm that's saying? Like a, that's like a, the holder. Well, yeah, um, they have the but holder yeah. too. Like wherever, I mean, the only places I, I was in, but I was, I mean, everyone smoked in France and or in Paris and then. Barcelona was like a little less, I feel like there, but in Venice and Italy, it was a lot of smoking and, um, in Belgium as well. Everyone was smoking there. Okay. But just at night, like if we went out or like out to restaurants and stuff, there was smoking. Hmm. And do they allow smoking like in all their, I guess in their buildings and restaurants and stuff still? No, it's, it's, I was there in the summertime. So we sat outside like on they kind of just put like tables along the sidewalk or just in the front of these buildings and they have these pretty awnings you know it's like everyone kind of has I was told they don't all look the same but they all look the fucking same to me um you know and you sit and but the, the, to be able to have an ashtray like in the states you wouldn't be able to smoke at your table that you have food at at right. least not in California yeah they have uh yeah, I don't think they have it here either I've I've never even noticed an ashtray at a table since they they kind of ban that, like right, what, yeah. 10 years and you ago have to like something? go to the street, yeah, to smoke. Which and personally, some... I like. 
I mean, oh, 100%. I, I, that's what I was saying. Like, it becomes normal when you're around it and everyone's doing it and you're just like, okay, whatever, I'm part of this bullshit. But when I'm home, if somebody was smoking and I was, like, having my lunch, I'd be like, yeah, put that fucking thing out, you know? Yeah. So I'm I'm not mad about the, the rules in America at all. I'm happy. I don't want to be smoking. I wish they would do it, and I know they never will, but I wish they would do it in Vegas. Like, oh yeah vegas is a, it's intense to be there with all the smoke mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it gets i don't know like I, so i'm not a huge gambler but when i go there i love the architecture and when mm-hmm. i go into a building that has so much artness to it like i hate right. just be, like smelling and just be like ah oh, these people are like ruining this building <laughs> like i don't know it, it's weird i'm very weird like that and that's just my mind but yeah, it's just uh, it's one of those things I just wish they would ban, but because they want people to spend money and not get up and have to go outside to smoke, it's never going to happen. Right. Vegas air is gross. Like I I don't I have been to Las Vegas probably 12 times and it's always a different experience. I'll give it that. Um I just don't know that Vegas is my favorite destination. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I- it's okay. I mean, I have had some really amazing times in Vegas and I've done like a full fear and loathing like we rented a car this is gonna sound terrible my friends and I rented a car just so we could drive all the drugs there and then we did them all and then flew home like we rented it one way you know (laughs) and like just like parading around Vegas on hallucinogenics it was really fun um but like I don't know something about Vegas it's just like I always feel like get me the fuck out of here well and it's only what like a three three and a half hour drive to southern California it depends where you are, but yeah, I mean, it can take it can take four to eight hours depending on the traffic and where oh. you're coming from. But like, and if there's something going on, like I've definitely I vowed to never drive to Vegas again, um, well, and I haven't since I made that vow. Mm. Um, the time we drove out there with the party, that was like nine years ago. And I took the kids, so I took the kids out to Vegas last summer. You took your children to Vegas. So get this, okay? I never I thought so I would. Amazing. I never thought I would, right? But there is actually, Vegas has actually really become quite the family destination. They they would have have to because, like, I feel like there's so much money to be made. Yeah, and, I mean, they have, you know, Circus Circus has this huge indoor amusement park, and they have, you know, they have the, like, the Marvel experience. Like, they have all kinds of stuff for kids to do. So I went out there, but my kids also had never seen the ocean, so I was like, you know oh, what? Wow. One of our days, I went out and rented a car and just drove out to L.A. and went to, like, Huntington Beach and uh, went to Venice because even though Venice is, like, really dirty, it's really cool to see, like, what Venice is about and just knowing Muscle yeah, Beach. Yeah, Venice is cool. And, yeah, and so, like, we drove out there, and it was, it was like a three-and-a-half-hour drive, but we got to spend all day there at the beach. I took them to Hollywood so they could see the Hollywood sign and all, you know, all the cool stuff. And then, mm-hmm. then drove back to Vegas that night. And I mean, yeah, I wish we would have had more time, but it wasn't bad for a day trip. You know what I mean? Like we got to do a lot in one day. Even Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I see, I didn't, I wasn't like, let's fill a car and go on a road trip. Every time I said that, I, the reason I said I'll never drive to Vegas again is because we always like, you go out there and you're like, yeah, we're going to Vegas. Yeah. And then you do, you go, you have your time and then you drive home and you're like, it's so fucking hot. It's taking forever. Like it's awful and you just want to die and you don't want to be in that car. And you're like, I could have flown and it would have been like an hour. 
Um, and I did so, that quite a bit. When I lived in L.A., I drove to Vegas a bunch. Like, yeah. And it, and it I wasn't did it, even, when I first moved out here, I did it a lot. That's yeah. why I've been so many times. And I never stayed the night there. It was literally went there oh. and then came home. I worked for Hilton for many years. And so I would always get basically really, really inexpensive rooms at that Hilton, which is by Circus Circus. There's like a oh yeah a Hilton Suites there or something. And we used to, I used to get, you know, $10 night or some $20 nights there. And we would just like decide that day, Friday, okay, we're going to get in the car when I get off work. And I had, I didn't work the weekends when I worked for Hilton. And so we would, my boyfriend and friends and I would always just be like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I feel like those days might be behind me. Vegas is something I like to plan now and like fly and do the whole thing. I just, I haven't been since before COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's been a long time. I enjoy Vegas, but I think it's all about what you're going out there to do. Right. You know, like I've I love. I've never gone there for work or conventions. Yeah, me neither. I just really enjoy, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if a lot of people are like me, but I love the architecture. I think what they've done with these hotels to make them look like a different place is just so fucking cool. Interesting. I find it all to be like kind of too Walt Disney world. Like I've never been to Walt Disney world, but I feel like I'm an amusement park when I'm in Vegas. Like I, like even the specifically all of the, um, casinos, they're just like so over the top and they're cool, but like, there's just something very, I don't know, cold and uninviting about the whole thing. <laughs> really? It's weird to me. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. Like, I'm saying this. I haven't been there in a while. I got to go back. No. And uh, like, I, I just, I guess, feel the opposite. Like, I think it's so cool. Like New York, New York, you, the building looks like several different buildings and it has right. Statue of Liberty. And then you walk in there and it's like, it looks like um, Times Square and they've got fucking like apartments built in, like into the walls and like oh, fake yeah. apartment. I just think that's so fucking cool. Like the design. Eat a hit of acid amazing. and then walk through there. Yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe that. I did that. That was fun. Was it? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Walking through all of these places when you're when you're on hallucinogenics is a drink. It's like, whoa. I would think happening? it'd be scary. It is a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, so I go there for, you know, I like looking at that, but I enjoy going to the shows, being able to pick and choose from hundreds of different shows with yeah. all, all different kinds of themes and I just think that's so cool. Like I, I like to gamble, but not very much. Like, yeah, you know, I have a, definitely a spending limit and usually my spending limit personally is a hundred bucks. Cause I hate throwing money away. Yeah. So, I usually I will maybe gamble two fifty when yeah. I go to Vegas, like on, and it doesn't matter how, like I have rules. I'm like, okay, this is how much I'm gambling. And if I lose it, I lose it. And like, that's it. And typically if I start winning, I cash out. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, cool. I won. Thanks. Yep. And that, I'm not so, gambling doesn't do it for me. Well, and I told you, like, I this past weekend, I actually just took a trip to um, Colorado's little mountain Vegas called Blackhawk, and I, so I brought four hundred bucks, and that was for like everything. Like, I wanted that was my limit. I was like, you know, what? I'm only gonna spend four hundred. That's gambling, eating. It was one night. You know what I mean? Oh so, yeah. Okay. So like I, after eating, so eating was fucking expensive. It was like. We we went to the buffet, so it was like a hundred and thirty bucks because it was like crab wow. legs, lobster, and fucking you know prime rib, and so we spent hundred and thirty bucks, and then we were down to a hundred bucks after gambling, and I was like fuck, I was like well, I mean we have a hundred bucks, whatever. Well then we put one in a machine and won four hundred bucks back. 
So we basically like I paid for the hotel room, but that was like our whole stay. Like it paid for the rest yeah. of the trip. We basically ate for free. We we got a night away for free. So I was like, so you came home with money and didn't just blow the money. Correct. Yeah. I, yeah. That's some, what I would do, too. Yeah. I'm definitely if I'm way ahead, like, OK, so say if I had I put 20 in and I won 350, like I'd be like, OK, I'll maybe spend. Fifty more dollars, part of that three fifty until I get to three hundred. Then I'm like, okay, if I didn't win anything else, I'm fucking done. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm walking away ahead. That's how I am with gambling. But like, if for instance I got a middle class tax refund check for three hundred fifty, you know I blew that fucker. Like if I get random money coming to me from any like exciting outside source, I blow it all. <laughs> Okay. It's really, it's such a strange habit of mine. Like instead of like, I have this way, like I'm like, oh no, we, we won on the gambling. We're up. Our trip is paid for. Keep it. That's my mentality there. But then when I get anything out, like I blow it all. Like if I won 10 racks on a scratch ticket right now, I would probably just blow the whole thing. I wouldn't even <laughs> do anything responsible with it whatsoever. We are one of the same. Like we are oh, the cool. same person. Cause I'm the same way. Like yeah, if I've already paid for something, but then I, get it back and basically the trip was free then i'm like fuck yeah like we just had a yeah. trip for free i'm not spending any more money but if i get like you said like a random check like uh-huh. 700 dollars because the government wants to pay you for whatever i'm like fuck yeah i'm going to buy new studio equipment i'm going you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah i'm buying a flight to bali today with some yeah. my rebates. like i got some middle class rebates yeah it's like cool yeah. yeah that's fucking cool yeah. all right so this has been fucking amazing. I'm super stoked about our new podcast. And it's the Truth or Bear podcast. It is on Spotify and Anchor at the moment. It is actually being distributed out to more as we speak. Uh, second episode has released today, which today is November 21st. So when this comes out, it'll be the 23rd of November. But you can also find us on TikTok. Hello at- the future. Yeah. <laughs> you can also find us on TikTok at the Truth or Bear podcast. And also, that's all our social medias, right? Yeah, it's Truth or Bear Podcast, one word, for Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, everything. Whitney, you've become, like, an amazing friend for me, and I'm super stoked about working with you and doing all this. And thank you again for coming on and helping me promote our new podcast. I love it. Thank you. I'm glad we're friends. It's, it's been, a lot of things have changed, and it's, it's cool. I'm excited about the future. Yeah, me too. Things are Things are definitely moving in the right direction for both of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Kick ass. Well, I hope everyone has a great day. And thank you so much for having me on again. Of course. And you're welcome back anytime, of course. And uh, I guess we'll we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Tick-tocking. Tick-tocking. Tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes. I told you this was a very special episode. And how cool is it that... We now have our own podcast together. So much fun. So freaking fun. And you guys should really go check it out. The Truth or Bear podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and many more, actually. Anywhere you listen to your podcasts, it's going to be available. So check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's completely different from this one. It's more on the, I don't know, just I guess having the two hosts makes a big difference and then having the guests it's just it's a ton of fun guys go check it out we would love the support and i know if you guys loved listening to whitney you're going to hear a lot more of her and get to know her on a more personal level 
on our new show. So go check that out, guys. And as always, I'll have another fantastic guest for you next week right here on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. If I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye-bye now.